Hello, and welcome back to another exciting episode of The Alchemist Club. <clears throat> I'm Joe, your host, and your Dungeon Master, for another thrilling D&D adventure. Joining me here today, we have... Daniel, playing Chet Fleek. Kale, playing Desmond. I'm Zach, and I play Falrock. I'm Matt, and I play Leland. Waffle, playing Baron Heiko of the Four Winds. You are going to have a different epitaph every time we introduce you. You're going to have all of them. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I am going to collect them by force if necessary. We have a fan letter. Oh. Oh, uh, boy. From the realist patches uh -huh. um, at uh -huh. gmail.com. Did something happen? I've. Let's, let's see. Uh, well, here we are in March. Is it K Hall? And I finally got my new email set up. Hashtag progress! Exclamation point, exclamation point. <laughs> I've been away for quite a while. Work has been very busy for me, so forgive the lack of write-ins. I know Falrock has missed me something fierce. I forgive <laughs> you. We all missed you, Patches. I have a couple episodes I would like to tackle, so let's get right to it. Uh, the one where Falrock slash Zach Z-A-C slash Zach Z-A-C-H slash Zach Z-A-C-K slash Zach Z-A-K was the DM. <clears throat> I am 100% on board with this one. This was a fantastical journey to be on, and I look forward to many other iterations of this. I have my own headcanon for some parts. Finnick flies, but I like to picture him lying on a bunch of pillows that he conjures up casting spells with one hand because all of his fighting is beneath him. Buzik has an <laughs> unnamed assistant who has to oil him up before all the battles. Yes. Yep. Kumar, you sweet, sweet man, let's go drinking together. This is his headcanon. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> Uh, five humanoids and a brain. I absolutely agree that everything bad here was Farrock's fault. Also, can ah. I please pick some code words to go into the hat? If so, what are my rules for said code words? If not, sad days abound. Patches, yes, you please. can. You can add code words. There are no rules. There's no rules at this all. Is, this is where our fan engagement can come in. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> oh, no. uh, this one, okay. Legitimately, though, like as a Patreon reward for a Patreon that totally exists, having people be able to submit their <laughs> names into the hat to be used as code names would be really clever. That would be fun, yeah. That, that is really clever, yeah. Patches continues. Uh, I'm really confused about the dismount from the building by Leyland. You literally <laughs> vanished from sight, and you chose this point to submit your application to the Olympics. But way to stick that landing either way. Also, in one of the last sessions that I played in, I was impaled too. Hashtag twinsies. <laughs> no, it has to be a lot more times before we can be twinsies. Like, oh, hard... damn. Leyland's like... over here gatekeeping impalement. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> He's got... You have to... So here's the trick to it. You get a punch card, but you have to hold it in front of whatever's about to impale you <laughs> to get it punched. Yeah. So it's like the first couple times, usually you forget to have the card ready, because, you know... Yeah. Um, yeah. How, Leyland, how many times does someone have to be impaled to be hashtag twinsies with you? Oh, man. Well, they have to go through and get get all list all the Leyland impalements out to see... If you had to take a guess, I'd say at least five. Okay, yeah, like, that's, that's you, you have to count on for. one. You have to count on one finger or one hand. At least, so. <coughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So, uh, patches, you heard it here. Uh, once you reach five impalements, we will officially sign you up for the Leyland Club, which is a smaller <laughs> sub podcast nested with inside this one. 
And right now it's just Leyland, so it's uh, you know it's going to be good to have you aboard. <laughs> uh, Patches continues uh, trials and tribulations. Joe, if this wasn't your planned trial, are we going to have another one? Also, like a hundred episodes ago, Desmond had a vision of Terrajux and Chains. Was this it? <laughs> um, we might have another um. trial depending on how illegal the party is and whether they oh. get caught. Oh, we'll have another trial. Don't you worry. Um, I mean, one of those. There's a, technically, there's a lot of things we could be on trial for, like if, if we were captured. Yeah. At yeah. any time. Espionage. The, I mean, the elves still could at any time just decide we're we're done with this shit. And yeah, but now they now they have somebody higher to answer to. Now it would create a diplomatic incident. Yes. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, uh, Desmond's vision of Terjax and Chains. Uh, no, this that was not it. I I'll give you that one for free. Mm. Uh, the next I episode. That, I think that was connected to Steinar. Actually, I think that is yet to come. Time. Yeah, I yeah yet to come. Now, I'm sure it was when Terjax died. Terjax was in chains. Maybe. Yeah, but honestly, it was a very liberating experience. <laughs> uh, Desmond, prayer incoming in three, two, dot, 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 dot. I like this whole lost memory bit. How much of it was part of the original plot and how much was made up as you guys went along? Uh, that's, a, that's a good question, actually. Desmond, Christopher came to me um, during the House of Harvest story arc and was like, so I had an idea. I'm getting a little tired of how Desmond's being played. I want to spice it up. <laughs> and yeah. we uh, we hashed out exactly what would what would go down there, and he's been enjoying a new and refreshing Desmond ever since. Yep. I mean, we'll probably revert to it at some point, but only when it's like dramatic and it feels right. Yeah. Yeah. During the final boss fight, so you're incapacitated with the rush of memory. I'm fine with that. Or. He remembers the power of friendship and love, and it spurs him to new heights. Maybe both. Maybe both. Who knows? Who can say? Uh, then the next subheading is that thing where we catch up. Um, the bosses of the Dragon Claw Isles are not dragons. Dragons are only there to have tea with, trust me. <laughs> yeah. I would 100% would fill in the lost episode like a scary Mad Libs. The Juxmas special Twitter was on point. Hashtag free Leonard. Desmond, if you have some time, I'll make flyers with you. <laughs> and that is everything so far. I still have one episode I need to listen to, so I will probably panic if something fantastical happens. Well, boy. About oh, that. Boy. <laughs> uh, this is K-Hall signing off. I mean, Patches. Yeah, this is Patches. <laughs> and then... Uh, P.S. Here's a question for the crew. What food allergies do your characters have? Ooh, that's a good one. Um, hmm. I don't. That's... Yeah, Farrakh definitely doesn't have any. I, I'm going to say that Tarajux has a deadly food allergy that he does not know about yet. It is some exotic, obscure food that is still lurking out there somewhere. How would you put that out there? Because I, mean, I yes, want... you, you got to answer the question, but just like, <laughs> we don't carry EpiPens. 
Like we, we carry a cleric. It's fine. Yeah. Also, I, I I like putting knives into the arsenal of Joe's cloak. Uh-huh. I think it's like, like fun and exciting. He just turn it into something like garden variety, like Chuck's nuts or something. No. Yeah. You just you you're you, allergic you know. to your own homeland's like. <laughs> no, uh, that's not name fake food. Name fake snack. Nobody in Jux is allergic to Jux nuts because everybody that was died out a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, what you have to understand is that Jux nuts are in everything. Oh, High fructose, including Jux the epipens. Doesn't <laughs> uh, have an allergy, but he like when he eats shellfish, it makes his. Uh, moisturizer smell like raw fish oh god wonderful considering i just made up jucks nuts that's really impressive that they're in everything and nobody's allergic to them anymore well yeah it it used to be a problem but um jucks the 15th sorted that out like trying to think like Leyland what Leyland would be allergic to. Oh, I almost wanted okay. to be like he ate orc the first time and then it was and that was it. I but... I was gonna say like along the lines of the whole like people who don't realize they're allergic to bananas and just think that they're spicy. Yep. <laughs> Leyland just thinks that orc is really, really spicy and everyone else is like <laughs> No, no, Leyland, you're just allergic to orc. Yeah. <laughs> breaking out. Yeah, it hives. just makes your tongue you're kind of breaking burn, out you know? Hives all over. <laughs> it's really bad for you. <laughs> ah, but that rush, that tingle, that tightness in your throat. <laughs> he I, just thought that, that tightness in his throat was guilt over having to eat orcs. <laughs> that bowel distress. Uh huh. <laughs> Turns out I wasn't guilty. I was just tearing up because of histamines. <laughs> Fantastic. Wonderful. Oh, uh, before we continue, to clarify, it is Z A C H. Thank you. Thank you for putting all the variations there, but it's just the one. Just the one. And uh, that's our fan mail for for this episode, and probably the next one, assuming that patches doesn't sneak one in between recordings as he has done in the past very very impressive um who wants to give us a recap of what happened last time we attended a lovely dinner to celebrate the coronation of queen aurelia our dear friend uh we talked with a number of feyan ambassadors from the five courts uh the Princess of Sunshine, the Prince of Twilight, uh, the not the ruined prince, the Harrowed. The Harrowed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I and look. No, you can't be getting these wrong. The Lady of Frostbite. <laughs> this is off the dome. I'm not looking at the sheet right now. Why would you not look? Why? That's why I made the sheet. Because it's good for my. It's good for my brain. It helps me warm up. <laughs> Uh, I think it was just those four, right? Or was there a fifth? No, we we were the spring representatives at the time. Oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. That makes sense. So just this, the four then. And then us. Um, some of them were pretty cool. Uh, the Harrowed Prince. Big fan. We should hang out. Yeah, uh, we got learned, learned, by... about the, learned a little bit about the Undercourt. Yeah. It's kind of like its own deal. Like, they don't really... They deal in secrets. But because of that, they're not allowed to play with the other kids. Um, and then we talked to Queen Aurelia a little bit about the nature of our barony, 
And she was like, oh, yeah, no, no, no. You guys are basically still free agents. I'm just going to, like, ask you to do favors every now and then, like I did anyways. So, fundamentally, we were, nothing has changed. We were accosted. Say no. <laughs> oh, we By were a representative. Accosted. Yeah. Yeah. My, um, my good buddy that I like to play cards with. Um, yep. The, uh, the butler of not quite him. able to get 21. As I think his title is. <laughs> I really don't think that's how you should classify him. But the, yeah, um, the, has been spider lady friend. The, yeah, the schmuck of only of... drawing nineteen was that his title? I can't remember. The Countess of Spiders did visit just to you know oh, her too, check yeah. in. Uh, the Countess. Con or Countess. Countess. I don't remember. Oh. Countess. Okay. Uh, and the steward of Autumn Breeze did try to bring uh, the the Autumn. <laughs> Autumn, the force of the autumn court on us and queen aurelia was like yeah no bye bye if they were just interlopers so much for that sure. ace up his sleeve yeah we're 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 officially members of her court so <sighs> you can't arrest us diplomatic immunity sorry yeah i'm sure something eventually will be tried on us but you know yeah he can try to shield his face when falrock punches it Whoa, with his that's... little sickly breakable arms. <laughs> what is right. happening? What is going I don't like on him. right now? He's got a wind title. That means he's the enemy. I, and know? or the love interest. No. That, that slot is filled. <laughs> <laughs> I will not clarify further. Uh-uh. <laughs> All I'm saying is that if he thinks he can hang on to those autumn breezes forever, he's got another thing coming. <laughs> is that a euphemism for passing gas? Yes. <laughs> All right. So. That's what happened last time. Mm-hmm. What will and you I, do now? You are, I you loosen are... my belt a little bit and pat my stomach and I say, boy, I... Magnificent Fey banquet in the realm of spring really, you know, really hits different than all those so, other banquets that we've been to. <laughs> are we back? Are we back on the ship? Yeah. I, I don't think we when, left quite yet. When we left our heroes, they were in the process. Like the reception banquet was was just ending. Yes. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So, um, what would you like to do? I would like to get the attention of Queen Aurelia's... She has, like, a steward or a butler. I can't remember if we got their name. You never asked, which I'm sorry. I, I ask now. I ask... I, I flag them down when they're not busy uh, dealing with other matters and give them a respectful double, fing- double finger pistols and say, Don't think I ever caught your name, friend. What should I call you? I am the beekeeper. That's right. Fantastic. So are are you our like point of contact now? I we, uh... am the queen's steward and majordomo, and I think it would be reasonable to say that I have her ear. Great, because we wouldn't want to bother her with things that, if she's busy with the duties of a monarch, could be handled by you know someone else in her stead, sort of thing. Um, and I'll kind of shuffle a little closer, far enough away that I'm just out of earshot of the rest of the group, and I say, 
I do have a business matter to discuss with Queen Aurelia at some point regarding a uh, agreement that we had between ourselves, and um, uh, I wanted her consultation on something uh, whenever she's free. We might be able to catch her as she is leaving the banquet. Come with me. And I uh, I will follow along then. Uh, he takes you sort of around the back of the banquet hall, leaving the rest of the party to stand and be like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I follow. <laughs> oh, so now now the secrets don't matter anymore? No, I just, I don't know where they're going, and I just want to be able to keep eyes on Tarajux <laughs> to prevent catastrophe. I'm going back to the ship. I'm going to go find Basil. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, since Falrock's following one of them, I'm going to follow the other, so I'm going with Desmond. Oh, boy. Is there, like, a cocktail hour? Shed? Yeah, is there, like, a cocktail hour where I can just oh kind of, like, chill and, and drink with Faye? No, that was that was before. Yeah, but like Shed. an after no, cocktail. There's out. no after party here. What? Come on, come on, Chad. The fans are very stern and businesslike. They've no come time on. for such frivolity. There's not an after party. What kind of fucking crowning is this? Oh, use the one. Shed. Shed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Uh, Chad is Chad heard so much about. Um, I can't remember the proper term for crowning a king or a queen. Coronation. In what? What were you asking the, for? Crowning a king or a queen, what the ceremony is called. The coronation. 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 Yep. You cut out on my end. So oh, okay. I heard. I I heard urnation. I'm like, it's not incarnation. I know. It's <laughs> Are not. you sure? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, Chet heard uh, the coronations were really cool, and this was—I mean, this was neat and all. We, we, uh, we were attacked by potentially by a, a rival uh, faction. Um, we became literal nobility. We saw a guy um, get turned into a shrubbery. Oh yeah, he turned into a fucking tree. I want to know. I want to learn how to do that. Also, okay. we got to drink soup that tasted like nostalgia. Chet's gonna follow Terrajux because. He's probably going to speak with Lady Blossom, Aurelia, and Queen Aurelia, the first seven thousandth in her name, and he <laughs> wants to learn how to uh, phonomorph, fluoromorph, fleshed morph. plant, not polymorph, fluoromorph. Uh huh. Does polymorph work on? You... Poly, Bayful polymorph would let you turn people into plants, wouldn't it? Uh, let's find out. I thought I thought polymorph was just creatures. I think it's just creatures, but we're going to find out together. I guess, yeah, I guess a plant's not a creature unless it's a magic plant that flails. Um, this is not what I want. Like, dryad would count. It's a plant, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't even see it see. in 5e. Oh, uh, I think it got... It's It's just polymorph now. Baleful okay. polymorph isn't a thing. Oh, did they did they roll them together? Oh. Yeah. Huh. I mean, that's weird that I would think of that because I don't think I've ever played you, an edition. It might, was where... it in fourth? No. Hmm. Huh. At least not that I remember. It has to be a beast whose challenge rating is equal to or less than the targets. 
Oh, okay. wow. Oh, I might be thinking of true polymorph. Let's find out together. Apologies, <laughs> audience. For Sorry, this, I, this is mostly for my benefit. The podcast where we look up spells. I, honestly, I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often. Uh, folks back home, this is what real D&D is like. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> these, these weird pauses where everybody goes, wait, wait, does that work? Can you cast Eldritch Blast on a door? Choose Ooh, one creature polymorph. with least... It's a 9th level spell. Yes. Yeah. And, everyone, Choose... and then everyone interprets the spell three different ways. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, you transform the creature spell. into a different creature, the creature into an object, or the object into a creature. Okay, yeah, so a shrubbery would be an object. Yes. So true polymorph you would allow you to to do what Lady uh, the Lady of Blossoms, what Queen Aurelia did. But she probably has a specific spell for it because she might. I've I wager that spell is called True Polymorph. Yeah, well, she not... might have popped a ninth level spell just to flex on this guy for all we know. Like it's not, not on my spell list, her. so uh, I can never learn True Polymorph. Well, maybe she's got some uh, like cross training. Yeah, <laughs> not even cross training. Just like maybe she has some lesser versions. That's like kind of it. Like what? it takes. It takes like a minute and it turns them into a shrub instead of instantly. Possibly. I think the uh, spell you might be looking for is uh, is Polymorph. <laughs> the lesser <laughs> version. Anyway. Beekeeper, show me the bees. He takes you around to the back where you see uh, Queen Aurelia um, like stretching out behind the uh, the reception hall. Um, As we're walking, I do ask him if his title is literal and that he tends to, you know, the little fuzzy insects that buzz. Who better to we... attend to the needs of the Lady of Blossoms? Because we've got some of those, and I just, like, I I was going to ask you if you had any, like, hot tips for keeping bees in, you know, tip-top combat shape. I do. Ooh. Well... <laughs> Uh, I don't know the first thing about tending to bees, so uh, I'd love your input sometime. Perhaps we can discuss the finer points of my craft when you have um, finished with your business with the queen. I'd like that very much. And he clears his throat and says, Your Majesty, um, one of the wandering adventurers wishes to speak with you. I give a flourishing Juxian bow. She smiles at you. What can I do for you? Your Majesty. Um, and I I glance over my shoulder to like estimate how far away Falrock is. <laughs> how far away uh, is Falrock? <laughs> I am out of earshot, but within sight range. Okay. Like meters. <laughs> <laughs> Dire- touching my nose. Yeah. Breathing, <laughs> oh, breathing on his ear. Um, I, I give a little thumbs up and turn back to her and say, uh, in regards to a, uh, a certain boon that, uh, was previously agreed upon, um, I wanted to request your assistance with something. And what might that be? I am trying to make a certain location obscure or forgettable or uh, difficult to perceive by those that I do not wish. 
the exact nature of this is slightly outside my realm of expertise. My my spells are a little more direct, and this seems like something that would be better suited to the delicacy of the Fey, perhaps. Um, it's of great importance to me that this place not be discovered by our enemies, and if it were to be discovered, that it would pass from their heads as though it were nothing but a dream or a flight of fancy. I was wondering if you might have any insight into how this could be accomplished, or something that you could lend towards this effect. She smiles and says, well, that's that should be fairly easily arranged. The sort of glamour is the specialty of, of the Fae. The, I came to the right place. Indeed. What what location would you like to be glamoured? There is a subterranean complex uh, on the continent of the material realm uh, by the Hatchling Horn. I can direct you to the exact location sometime when it's convenient, but uh, the entrance to this facility and the construct as a whole, as much of it as possible, essentially, uh, shielded from the prying eyes of Aldrax and others would be to the benefit of everyone, I think. That would certainly be something we could arrange. I see no reason why this would not be a fairly a fairly worthwhile endeavor and an adequate repayment of the boon that you are owed. Lovely. Well, uh, this is not a pressing matter, so I'm sure you have many other regal duties to attend to. Um, how might I contact you when we are both prepared to wrap up this little bargain? If you give a location to the beekeeper, he will see that it is taken care of. Consider it done. Thank you once again. And another bow. She favors you with a smile and waves to Fall Rock behind you. <laughs> I feel favored. I I bow in respect and also favored. Wave once I come back up. <laughs> um so yeah, I will um I'll leave her to her business and discuss in more exacting detail with the beekeeper the location of the secret uh underground facility. Um not specifying what is inside or why it needs to be concealed, because I'm sure they'll find that out anyways, but Or she already knows. <laughs> yeah, or she already knows. Like um just the the facility itself and, you know, just trying to figure out a way to make as much of it forgettable and obscured as possible to anybody except, you know, myself and the other barons and the people under our very narrow and specific trust. Uh, he pays careful attention. And when you are finished rambling on about specifications and uh -huh. cool, like, hidey holes and features that you want the Glamour <laughs> to have, uh, he says, I think we can arrange this. You will receive notification when the Glamour is complete. Lovely. Uh, a pleasure working with you, and I look forward to the next instance. He gives you a little butlerish bow, and... Well disappears oh. no the bees the bees are for another time 
I will. Uh, I... We gotta have a reason to come back, Jed. I have an animal hand. Okay. <laughs> I want to handle some animals. <laughs> you never Weird asked if you story. could animal handle the bees. I I was gonna ask him for tips on handling the bees. Well, consider this, Ched. Now you know his face. Now you can send sending messages. Oh boy, can't cast that. But uh, well, Twitter scan. Just the beekeeper's gonna get a message at min you up. <laughs> you you up, smiley face. <laughs> Bee emoji. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Um Desmond, what are you up to? I'm gonna go find Basil to ask him some questions about um how divination works. Okay. Uh he is absolutely delighted. That somebody <laughs> in the party has taken an interest in what he does for a living. I need to learn how to do the future. Um, and he immediately pulls out from his bookshelf a hefty tome. I'm I'm talking like imagine two college textbooks stacked on top of each other. Oh. It's called Divining the Future for Dummies. Um, the first page has a short introduction Um, the second page is is called chapter one what happens in one second and the rest of it is math oh no um and Basil is going on about like it's really it's really easy once you get the hang of it. I know it looks intimidating at first, and you're gonna have to learn lost transforms. <laughs> yeah, you're going to have to learn the dwarvish alphabet to get into some of the heavier oh, equations. Like the the like the sweat is just pooling off of him and dripping all <laughs> over the paper because he's like I've never learned how to count. <laughs> <laughs> is counting like related to a family memory or something oh my god he's he's looking at the book and it's just nonsense turns out the countess of spiders wasn't quite as precise as we had thought (laughs) all all his language centers are perfectly intact but all math was just decimated (laughs) It's it's a volume. Booty is measured on volume, not by actual pieces. <laughs> yeah. Desmond is really good at oh, geometry. It's one cubic chest of booty. Yeah. <laughs> so Desmond, if I have seven pieces of eight and add one piece of eight to it and his smoke just starts pouring out of here. <laughs> Um, it looks like learning divination from a wizard may not be the best path. Like you could, you could do this. You could study divination with Basil if you wanted, but it will be a difficult task. One to which Desmond is not particularly well suited. He is not attuned to it at all. You have to remember his intelligence is an 11. Yeah. That's above average. No, I, I think. He, he, he would set, he would cast thaumaturgy on the book to get the moisture out of the pages. That's nice. It's not his. He hands it back and is like, how about I come to you with 
some of the visions I have and you help me interpret them and I'll make a dream journal or something and we can kind of go over what you and I think things happen. I think that would be an excellent idea. I I did take a minor in um, in augury and interpretation. So I mean it was like two extra classes on top of my on top of my major. I figured I might as well. Okay. Great. Thanks for the smart man. I'm gonna go make some data for us to to us to eat for us to use. Uh-huh. So I go up to the like the sanctuary and pull up a giant sphere and get me a waterproof journal and I just start writing about various images I see. Particularly Excellent. about uh, people in the party and like focusing on the future. Neat. Uh, cool. Anything else, or or shall we see what Leyland is doing for this whole exchange? We're good. Okay, Leyland, what are you doing for this whole exchange? Leyland's just been kind of observing the whole time, just trying to understand <laughs> this new Desmond and exactly what. Has he gone mad? Is he not mad anymore? Is you know, like <laughs> you know, what what is going to come of this? Basically, Desmond, you mad, bro? We're all mad here. He's he's right, but he's like just kind of like at, at a just in the sanctuary, um, just kind of like on a perch or something, just kind of just watching all of this happen as Desmond just kind of keeps making these spears and writing things so like, down. I knew you would be there. <laughs> <sighs> you want to watch? <laughs> How does this work? Well, I think really hard about stuff appearing in this sphere of water and then stuff comes out. How do you... How do you know you can trust it? That sounds made up. <laughs> it's not a, it's a feeling. Like, I don't have to do a whole lot besides wish really hard for it to work. And my wishes are made manifest. If it were any, if it were any more complex than that, do you think I could do it? <laughs> <laughs> do you want me to answer that question? No. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait. When did you start having this ability? You didn't seem to use it until recently. Thanks. I don't know. Maybe it's just something I've been able to develop over time. Just like your shadow should be able to stretch and move. But, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm the one trying to better myself. <laughs> yep. Well, maybe you can... Maybe you can look in the future... Maybe you can look and see how I can figure that out or something. Okay, then I'll I'll make a roll. What kind of roll do you want to see if I can see him in the future, and what kind of shadow powers he gets? Um, give me. You can either do insight or religion. That is a twelve. Okay, which stat did you use? I used insight, but oh wait, no, I can use a, I can use religion to make it sixteen. Okay. Uh, so you feel Aquila's warmth, um, like a, a warm bath spreading over you, um, and you see in your sphere of water, uh, Leolin, 
stepping into a shadow um, in a room that is lit with torches and walking out of a shadow from the opposite corner of the room without having passed through the intervening space. Huh. Great. Oh, look at that, Leyland. My prayers paid off. How much money do you give me to see what your magic shadow power is going to be? Oh, you want Oh, my God. Oh, you're oh, like an internet me. personality test. Are you kidding me? I have zero gold. Whoa, no, 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 no. We don't, you don't have that. I am a div, I'm a diviner. I, I work in all time streams. You just have to give me future gold. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to look into the watery sphere to see when Leolin pays you? Yeah. <laughs> you want to look in the water to see if he stabs you first? <laughs> That's in 17 to see when he pays me. Um, or you, stabs you. See yeah, which one happens first. There are there are two diverging paths here. Um, one in which Leylan is happily handing handing you uh, five gold pieces, and one in which Leylan has set fire to the tree ship and is oh, God. hunting the members of the party. Oh, no. Okay. Jesus. Even me, his best friend? <laughs> You're already dead. I'll tell you. It's wearing Terajux's face. <laughs> say, say that again, Kale. I didn't hear you, actually. Uh, buy me a drink, and I'll tell you. Okay. I I'll saw go, you. Go, go ahead. I'll go swipe some money from Terajux later. There you go. That's thinking. See, I knew you were going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I saw you in a room and you stepped into a shadow and you magically stepped out of another shadow several paces away. So it sounds like you get to do magic teleport stuff. Congratulations. Now go outside and practice. <laughs> like, are, are there shadows in the sanctuary? Like No, this was somewhere else. Go outside no, no. and play. I'm just the messenger. Go outside it's so nice out. Practice. Yeah. Why don't you throw the ball around? <laughs> you want to go find some kids in the neighborhood to play with? I'll play catch with you, Leyland. My dad never played catch with me when I was growing up. So oh, character development. <laughs> oh, man. Well, no, that should give you I a place to start. Was, yeah, I guess that was worth it. So I guess I just start walking into walls until <laughs> something happens now. <laughs> you need a shadow. Get you a light. And I flick him, uh, I cast light on, I don't know, what, what do you have on your, a couple of your buttons on your person. Like two, two of them. I'll cast light on two of them. There's your light. Go make you some shadows and practice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Chad, what are you up to? Uh, I was planning on talking to the major domo, but he's disappeared. Yeah, so he's, I'm just he's gone. Following Terra Jackson Falrock. Okay. <clears throat> and are you guys heading back to the ship now? Yep. I think so, yeah. Okay. You arrive back at Teliferous, um, passing back into 
the prime material plane and you see Leyland standing outside holding two shiny buttons and like trying to run really fast between the shadows <laughs> he's just doing Leyland. like suicide runs basically what's uh what you doing there bud just just don't worry about it okay <laughs> Right. <laughs> Time will come. <laughs> you have returned to your to your home, in as much as any of you have a home. I like to think it's our home. It's your your oh, barony home. now, certainly. Is a man's home not also his castle? Depends on who you're talking to. <laughs> All right. Everybody, team meeting. Five minutes. See you in the strategy room. I'm already there. <laughs> Good man. That's the kind of hustle we need in this establishment. Is, isn't the strategy room just the dining room? I think it's. Yes. It, it alternates between either the dining room or the bridge. No, you have a war we room now. In the bridge. Do we? Yeah. No. Remember, you had a you you installed the war room before the. Prison oh, break. we did. That's oh, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, then the That's war right. room, for sure. We've just we still been get having lots meetings over... Room. Yeah, yeah we've been we... having meetings over breakfast, so we're doing yeah. it wrong. Do we invite the dwarves to the uh, I think meeting? this is this is going to be a department head meeting, and then you can all disseminate your instructions to your respective departments as needed. Um, For now, though, I, ju I think just department heads is probably going to be fine. Thank you all for joining me. I know you've all got very busy schedules, so I'll try not to take too much of your time today. And I I turn and I press the clicker and the PowerPoint slides to the next slide. Uh-huh. Right. <clears throat> it's time to discuss the tragic but true reality of our economic situation. Ladies and gentlemen, we are flat broke. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not. As you will also all recall, um, we recently discovered that the key to defeating the true church is being fucking loaded. These two facts are in opposition to one another, and I highly recommend that we resolve being broke immediately. Yeah, you guys owe me like two weeks worth of past insurance deductibles. <laughs> Therefore, click, next slide, <laughs> I propose a very simple initiative. The Treasure Finding Initiative. For too long, the treasures and magical spoils of this world have lie below the surface in ruins, unutilized and unclaimed. No longer, I say. For too long, cool magic swords and neat artifacts have been forgotten, covered in dust, where nobody's getting any use out of them, especially us. To that end... I propose we immediately strike out on a bold new course of raiding ruins in order to secure fat loot. Fat well, loot that I... we can sell for fat money. Fat money used to kill true churchers. Are you with me? Oh, De yes, Desmond, they're in the back. You, you okay. uh, the blue fellow. Can we, can we workshop the name? Can we call it booty searching? Or booty we can call it booty searching. I, I was also going to suggest Operation Opulence. That's a good one. That's I like pretty that good. One. Like loot liberators, because we're not we're not stealing. We're not stealing. We're not right. stealing. We're freeing we this stuff. It. 
from Thank you, Chad. I clicked the, the PowerPoint to the next slide, and it's just big bold font. This is not stealing asterisk legally <laughs> speaking in 48 out of the 47 uh, you know uh, provinces that we'll be operating in from the span of this time to this time, in accordance with local laws and jurisdictions. All uh, rock raises a hand. Yes, you there with the beard. Wait. First off, I'm not the only one with the beard. Second I, off, oh, we on. have dwarves on board the ship. I'm not the only one with the beard. Well, anymore. you're the one in this room with a beard. I, you can just call me my name, Tarja. All right. What do you need? Anyways, wh where do we start? What runes do we know of that we can raid? Great question. And I click the remote to the next slide. We have aboard our ship a prognosticator, a diviner. A man who's able to see into the future. I am talking, of course, about Basil Pendergrass. Are you standing up? You know. Hey, down in the back. Hey, I can do that too. Oh, well, hang on. I, I go over to my laptop and I I take the PowerPoint show out of presentation mode and I enter, enter, put in Desmond's name. Right, it put takes it back into full screen. five full minutes. <laughs> it takes forever. It's a very we'll slow laptop. Why don't we do some cross-referencing then, at the very least? Yeah, yeah, this will be good, because like, the two of you can divine at different spots and then triangulate the location of loot. Um, in addition to this current resource, we have at our disposal two other fantastic informational indices, and that is, one, the archives of the mountain home. We are no longer wanted criminals there, and I am not suggesting that we go there personally, but the, the Scrivener owes us, frankly. And I think we could uh, we could send for some uh, information if we wanted to get more data about lost tombs or ruins. Um, yes, and let's booty call the Scrivener. Yes. owes us is, is a strong owes word. Us. We I made mean, a lot of work for him. We can we, leverage we also his kingdom. Yeah. yeah. We also got his brother killed. By, because uh, we saved his kingdom, I don't, yes. I don't needed to be. What are our other options before we, we bug that? The other option is Jux. Oh, Alright, so when are we calling the Scrivener? <laughs> uh, we should not go to Jux ourselves, but Basil and Ivy are still members in good standing of the Juxian College, and they have especially the Tectology Guild, has resources there that can be found nowhere else on the continent. I am suggesting that we utilize these three resources, the three Ds, if you will, Divination, the Mountain Home, and the University. Right. Uh, we utilize these three resources in tandem to find the most likely-looking spots that we can for loot, and we go there, and well, we pull everything that we can out of the we, ground and sell it to Lori. Would we want to uh, also message anyone from Hopsinopsilis and see if they'd be willing to share any of their redactions? Or Yeah, it's a good idea. I mean, I don't see why not. Like, the worst they could say is no. <clears throat> um, we have contacts. They owe us. Uh, it's time to start cashing in favors, people. We could do a missionary trip to a true church base and uh, take all their stuff. See, the thing is, and I I clicked the slide again, and this is the uh, 
Crew of Teliferous Long-Term Goals Revision 3. Um, and goal number <laughs> one is... I, it's got one of those, like, animated things where it reshuffles the list. Previously, up until now, this has been our list. And number one is the True Church. And then number two is Hatchling Blood, question mark, question mark. And number three is Loot. However, our recent visit to Volanthe taught us that click, and it reorganizes the list. So now money is at the top, and then True Church is down at the bottom, and uh, Lori mercenary work is the middle one. In order to defeat the True Church, we need money. Because otherwise, one of their operatives is going to show up and fuck with us, and all we're going to really do is like make amuse them, and they're going to monologue at us, and it's humiliating, it's frankly. Let's take their money. We got defeated by one of them. What if they send two? It may not hurt the Asbarian. It may not hurt the Asbarian or uh, Ingloria if they have any idea where true where the true church gets its financing from, and to see if we could a bank heist or steal their money. Yeah. Oh, I would love to do a bank heist. Yeah. Maybe they have like three sapphire dragons. They just chip away at. <laughs> <laughs> We're really not so different, you and I. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> you fund your tree ship on dragons, we fund our secret church on dragons. We both eat pancakes in the morning, do we not? <gasps> um I think we should do the treasure thing first because not only is this material wealth, but also magic items, which we are I would see a little behind the curve on. I know a lot of you don't use your magic items very often, and that's on you, but <laughs> I utilize mine, and I would like more of them. Um, and whatever we don't, we can feed to the ship. We can either feed to the ship, or we can use to curry favor with our many, many allies. True. So, if so we find a cool wizard point. staff, we can be like, hey, Lori, we just found this staff. We thought uh, maybe you wanted it. And she'd be like, oh, I'll remember you next time that I have this cool bank heist that I need a team for. But the reason we're doing this solo and not immediately going to Lori is because she's going to take a cut. Like a That's big a fair. Um, So I'm going to open up the floor now. Uh, everybody break off into small teams and brainstorm about how we're going to find these ruins and how we're going to get this loot. Um, while this is happening, I am going to set a course for and I lick my finger open a window and stick it out and kind of swirl it around a little bit um, Joe I would like to listen to the wind to give me a heading for the ship okay make your concentration <laughs> uh, that is going to be a 22 you are listening to the wind and you get the like a gut feeling that you want to go south. Okay, that's what I was going to pick anyway, so this reinforces my biases, and I am now certain. Uh, south it is. We take off. Where are we right now? That is an excellent question. Oh, that you I know heard. what? We, we're, um, still we're, at, we're still in the Edgelands. Yeah. We're at the volcano. We flew back no. to... Didn't we? No, we go west. We never left Volanthes, as far as I know. Well, we probably yeah. moved oh. far enough away that she couldn't like shoot flaming well, arrows. Well, at us, well, yeah. yeah, but I mean. Okay, so we're like, we're probably we're parked in up edge... in the clouds then. Yeah, we're 
somewhere like in between the edge lens and the volcano. Okay. I uh, start going south. All right. You start flying south. Whoosh. And then uh, I will engage the cloud camouflage system. And then uh, I'll, a couple minutes later, I'll go back into the war room and check in and see what everybody's got for their brainstorming. Uh, I'm sitting at a table with a very large pint of beer and fall rocks across from me, and I'm trying to convince him to take us to the mountain home so that we can invest in the dwarven stock market. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? We need money. We take money, we give them money, and then we get more money back. No. (laughs) I don't see the problem here. Like, all the risk is done by other people. All we have to do is come back and get it. Yeah, but do we really want to be tied to a certain place where they know we'll be coming back to get paid? Well, then we could dead drop it in that cachet. Last time there was a dead drop, problems occurred. What's the... <laughs> do we know the going market price for, like, a bar of adamantium? Um... <laughs> It would be like asking what the going price is for enriched plutonium. Yeah. yeah. Um, if you can find a buyer, anything. So millions. We maybe take a brief excursion into that uh, oh. city of antiquity. The mining. No, town. we are not going to crash the dwarven stock market with adamant. Oh, it'd be genius. <clears throat> I no. <laughs> I will remind you, and this is the thing all of you would know, if you spontaneously produce refined or even adamantine ore and try to sell it without... The dwarves will kill us. Yeah, without being licensed or having a certificate sh- yeah. you know, showing where you got it and that you're authorized to sell it, mm-hmm. yeah, you would you would be at war with the mountain home. Would the Donkills care, yeah. though? We could yeah. sell it to them. And they could make their own Gundam fighters. <laughs> no, they just got back in with the mountain home. I don't think they're looking to get kicked out again. They could, I mean, they could launder it over time. And no. I assume like every bar of adamantium has like a certificate of quality that tells you exactly when it was mined, and it has like a serial number so they yeah. can like audit it and be like, "Hang on." Yeah, this is the most controlled substance on the continent, and that includes. All of the like recreational hard drugs put together. <laughs> Does that include hatchling blood, though? Hatchling blood is so rare as to like. It's not even a commodity. Its serial number is one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we got it. Okay, so Desmond's pitching the stock market. I go over and see what Chad's been working on. Uh, he's, he's whittling, um, little bee sculptures out of wood. Alright. Uh, <laughs> Leland, I'm trying to make us you... some money. Leland, what do you got? These are artisanal. <laughs> gonna um, open a little shop. Their thought was yeah. ask Barian to see if he can see what, if, uh, Siddle has any information for us as well. About oh, like, hit up. locations. Yeah. Yeah. Like off off continent uh, maps or anything, because I think uh, Jux, we've kind of gotten some, you know, some some uh, technology maps and whatnot before. Yeah, but... I um, that's actually a good point. We still have those technology maps, right? 
Yes. How long are they good for? Uh, six months. Okay. So they're still they're still all right for a little while. They're they're reaching the end of their shelf life. Okay. But if we were to like go out and visually confirm the location of some of these like landmarks or islands out there with our ship, could we update our maps to be? Could we extend their shelf life another few months? Um, with your own mapping, and this would be something you'd have to ask Basil to assist okay. with, or Desmond, uh, if yeah, you can yeah. get his divination down. <clears throat> but mostly just, like, they could make a divining, and then we could go out and confirm that that divining is correct. Uh-huh. And I feel like that would boost our accuracy, because nobody else on the continent can really do that. <clears throat> Yes. So, yeah, I'm just going to keep on our current course, and then I think I'll pop down to the shack. Uh, I shouldn't call it a shack. It's a very nice house. Mm -hmm. uh, the bungalow. <laughs> uh, and I will knock politely at the door. Okay. Uh, Ivy opens the door. Ivy. Um, wanted to talk to the two of you about a initiative that we're brewing up, um, if you've got a minute. Sure. She, uh, stands aside so that you can go in and, and shouts, Basil, they're cooking up another harebrained scheme. <laughs> oh, no, this one is going to be an excellent scheme. Um, and I will, I'll sit down at the table and I've got uh, the PowerPoint on my recording bottle, and I'll run them through a really quick, like, 30-second primer on Operation Opulence uh -huh. and uh, Basil's likely role. I will also... The rest of the group's not here, so I will also press them a little bit about, like, do you think there's anybody we should contact in Jux about ancient ruins or, like, legends of old treasures that went missing during the hatching? We're... We're kind of just pursuing all leads here for off-continent treasure hunting. Oh, Basil Basil says, hang on. <clears throat> and he leaves, and he comes back uh, with, like, an old parchment. And he plonks it down and says, uh, looks at Ivy and says, can I show him? And she goes, I suppose. We don't really need it anymore. And he huh? unrolls the map, and there's a couple of sketches of a crashed tree ship uh and he says we when we were mm -hmm. looking for one of these to study we had a couple of leads before we found teliferous here and he <gasps> like pats something nearby <laughs> knock on wood <clears throat> um this one was supposed to have uh crash landed sort of during the hatching and broke off the chunk of land it was on and drifted away from the continent as it was being tethered. Um, that's probably yes. a good place to start. You, you yes, know, it is. Old, old elven tree ship that nobody can pinpoint anymore, uh, as long yes. as you don't try to steal that one from the elves as well. <laughs> well... I mean, I mean, what would we even do with a second tree ship? Like, <laughs> well, the exact outcome of that is something that we'll discuss at a later date. 
I was hoping um, we could make a smaller, more fun tree ship that we could just like dock on the could, side. We could feed one mythol to the other. Ooh. <laughs> Let them fight. <laughs> um, just double the number of pips. I, uh, I, I asked Basil then. Um, do you think there's any way that like you you know what the Power's magic signature of our mythol looks like. Do you think there's any way you could use that to like narrow down or pinpoint the location of the other mythol that's aboard this crashed tree ship, assuming it's still functional? <clears throat> well, you have to remember that the mythols all essentially went dead during the right. hatching, and the only reason you were able to find one was that it was sealed in an elvish tomb under layers of protection. So ah. it won't have any magical signature because mythols don't work anymore. Present okay. company accepted, he says, and he like pats the arm of his chair again. <laughs> well, if okay. there's something Ched is going to try to do, then... I mean, maybe this is just something that he would innately understand... Uh, if there is a uh, a unique signature to the kind of wood that Teliferous is made of, like, is this like any other naturally occurring tree that he's ever seen or heard of? <clears throat> it's not really... Well, obviously, it's not like any other naturally occurring tree. Um, but you have spent enough time with Teliferous that you could probably use, like, locate plant. Um locate tree ship uh, yeah <laughs> to pin down the location when you got closer okay. uh so yeah basil basil rolls out this this parchment and you see the sketches and like there's a rough map sketched in the bottom of like where it might have drifted to and he's like this is i mean it's it's like 15 years old so it probably isn't in sort of the same location anymore but it's a start and I think that's probably where we'll end our episode for this evening. Uh, guys... I <coughs> I do want to bang dramatically into the war room with a uh, a drawing of an old world battleship in one hand and say, "I've got it." Perfect. Uh, so uh, this has been another thrilling Alchemist Club adventure. I've been Joe, your host and dungeon master for the shenanigans and. Dear listeners, I want to reassure you that this is actually a severely cut-down discussion of what <laughs> what to do next. Mm -hmm. I forced them all to talk about it ahead of time. Um, it took us uh, from 2.07 up until 3.09, roughly. Yeah, so this... That was your text. That, there was a, <laughs> an hour-long text conversation about what to do next. So what you're getting is the abridged version... Which is why we sound really competent and prepared. Yes. Mm -hmm. In case you it's were scared. <laughs> the, the, rest this assured, is this is Alchemist still the Club. Alchemist Club. <laughs> um, anyway, I've been Joe, your host and Dungeon Master. If you wish to get in touch with us, you can do so at thealchemistclub88 at gmail.com or thealchemistclub88 at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on all of the podcasting platforms that you, you care to peruse. Our socials, Matthew? Find us at the Alchemist underscore club on Twitter and at the Alchemist Club on TikTok. And our intrepid adventurers today were Daniel, play Chip, please. 
Hail, playing Desmond. I'm Zach, and Falrock's trying to keep crypto off the Dwarven stock market. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Waffle, playing Baron Heiko of the Whistling Winds. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>